Suddenly 30 is a podcast by Emily and Lily. We are two friends who thought we would have it all figured out by 30. After ticking all the so-called boxes, getting married, buying a home, becoming mothers and navigating careers, we were suddenly 30 and trying to find ourselves in the messiness of modern womanhood. Suddenly 30 will bring you candid, light-hearted and unfiltered conversations about moving through careers, managing relationships, transitioning into motherhood and everything in between. Hello and welcome back. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for listening <laughs> to us again, guys. Thanks We're for tuning in again for episode three. Four? No, today's – we're recording oh, yeah, episode yeah, three. Yeah, this, yeah, is, today's this is three. navigating life after a baby, yes. finding yourself after a baby, yes. Emily. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make an announcement that today I've been 30 years old for 30 days. How does it feel? It feels pretty good. I mean, my, it's actually flown by. It's, yeah. it's been great. It's really weird. Like everything feels really slow leading up to turning 30 and you're like, oh my God, I'm turning 30. Yeah. And then you turn no, 30 you're like, oh, what was I even worried about? And you just feel the same. And life's fun. I thought you were about to say life's fucked. Yeah, and that. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to check in about a few things that we've talked about in our previous episodes. Yeah, we've had a couple of messages specifically about um, Toilet Paper Gate. <laughs> People are very passionate about Toilet Paper Gate. Yeah. So can you tell us, was I making a good choice in choosing Kleenex? Absolutely. And I didn't realise that there's a Sasek. Wow. I didn't realise. I didn't realise there's a secret society of people who love this like elite Kleenex that you were telling oh, me about. Stop it. That I just didn't know about. And here I am using crumb who gives a crap one ply. <laughs> Sorry, who gives a crap? Yeah. Like, if you work for who gives a crap, I'm really sorry. But also my mum told me that apparently there's like a luxe version of who gives a crap oh, that I just didn't know about. You should look into it. No, but I think I'm just no, done. Just now I've experienced the o- magic of Kleenex. You need to move over to ribbed Kleenex. Yes. But yeah, we had a lot of messages, people passionate about Dunny, Dunny Roll. <laughs> about toilet paper kleenex there's a lot of people agreeing Mm, with you and saying kleenex is elite i did think that it was had an eco i saw thought i saw that it had the little eco sticker on it or something yes i had someone good about that good and we had we had someone message us specifically that the kleenex you were talking about is eco-friendly great so it's a a direct competitor with you know, bamboo roll. So great. This this listener, thank you, Jess. You know who you are. Um, so she has specifically said that bamboo toilet paper is the best. Into- <laughs> Sorry, we have yeah, a, we a little visitor here again. Shush, shush, down there, silly girl. Yeah. So, who gives a crap? And or any bamboo toilet paper mm. is the best for the environment. Great. But if you're looking for the next best option, she says. Look on any of the toilet papers to see if they have FSC and a picture of a tree. And that basically means that um, they're using trees from forests that don't have as, as big of an impact on the ecosystem. Amazing. Yeah. Within Great. like a forested area. I feel so, so much better about yes. my choices. So we can wipe in luxury and knowing that we are Supporting doing as much as we can for the environment. Yeah, while that's good. Doing that's that. Good. So anyway, I think that's um, enough toilet paper chat. But the other thing we need to talk about is the girl math. Girl math went oh, viral. Yes, everybody loved a bit of girl math. So girl math really, really—it's it's having a moment. Girl math. Yeah, and you know what's interesting to me? A lot of guys got a little bit triggered yeah, by girl math, yeah. just saying that how stupid. Like this Luke is ridiculous. Was like to me, I think we need to take the credit card and um, off you yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. cancel Afterpay. And I'm like, no, no. Like it's a big old joke, guys. And also, and then now I've been seeing. The trend about boy math, you know, okay, boy math is oh my God. knowing all the stats to NRL players, but not knowing 
how to chop an onion (laughs) (laughs) anyway so yeah girl math was great we we had a few listeners write into us about girl math i'm gonna read some of these out because this is so funny to me a listener wrote in um with her example of girl math saying that if you pay for a doctor's appointment and you get a medic (laughs) and you get a medicare rebate you you should refund that into your personal you account. Know, but you pay, it's yours. So you pay the doctor's appointment on your joint account with your partner, but then the rebate goes That's into right. your, your personal, personal account. And you should be which I'm you should be able to keep absolutely that. all for that. You're making the time to go to the appointment on your own. Anyway, so girl math was Great. a hit. We want to hear more We've about your girl math. I please. need to say we have also had quite a lot of messages about Lily's spreadsheet. And people have have requested that we get a template of the spreadsheet out. (laughs) Oh, it's really nothing special. And I must say... Yeah, have you set one up? So I haven't set up a spreadsheet, but we've started to have these discussions about finances. And it's actually been really good timing because I just got my first pay post... Congratulations and welcome back. Thank you. It feels amazing. So good. But it's actually been good because now I can actually visually see this is the money I, we have coming in. This is what we have together. And then how do we distribute this out? Yeah. But I haven't put it into a spreadsheet yet because I'm waiting for you to... to I, oh, you it's need, my responsibility. It's <laughs> so okay. I'm putting the mental load of my finances Your is actually coming is on back me. to you. Yes. All right. Well, maybe I make a little... Um, I, I would actually... Template. I think our listeners would actually find it really useful if you made an Excel spreadsheet publicly available for our okay, listeners. Okay, wow. All right. Well, no, I might as well do it. If I could, if I don't I could, want to add to your plate because I know you've already. It'll take me one second. I'll okay. just export and remove all data. I don't yeah. want to be sharing my personal finance <laughs> information. Okay, so you're feeling? Are you feeling a little bit less daunted about your finances? I think we having having the discussion and sort of seeing where we're at. Yes, I definitely feel less daunted. But then it feels it still feels really overwhelming, and I think because we when we look at our financial situation and interest rates going up Mm. and our mortgage changing soon. And I think that's where it's getting really scary when we go through those changes. It's like, will we, when we get to that point, will we be able to afford it? But but I guess what we're doing now and this exercise of becoming more... It'll help you answer that question. Yes, it'll help us. And it will help us be more prepared for and have a better understanding of what will happen to us in a year when our mortgage changes and be able to hopefully not, you know, have to sell our apartment or <laughs> you're not serious. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah. I shouldn't laugh. I'm yeah, laughing because yeah, it's, pretty rude. it's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, the RBA needs to just do something right off it. and stop increasing them. So one thing I would like to ask you is have you done any reading in the last couple of no, weeks? No, but I did charge my week. Kindle. I Good. did. I ju- <laughs> You've charged her up. I, yeah, great. I charged it because I, I do want to get back into it. Okay, can you please start reading Darling Girls? I've literally, I'm 10% of the way through. It's really good. I just can't even wrap my head around that you know like the exact percentage that you're through the book. Because like, you, that's what I, the, well, the kingdom I know, tells I know, you. But it's just wild to me. Um, okay, Darling Girls. Darling Girls by Sally Hepworth. And it's good. It's really good. It's What's it it's about? A, it's a bit of a – I'm getting a bit of psychological thriller vibes. Ooh, yeah. okay. I don't I want to be into that. too much, but it's good. Okay, yeah. Well, I will. So, But I need to be added to the Kindle okay, Queens, please, because yes, yes. otherwise if I'm not held accountable and I'm not talking to anybody, it. I'm not going to do it. No, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to just I'll add you in. read I'll on my own. In. Someone else said they wanted to join. So if any listeners want Maybe to join. Maybe we – okay, question. Would If we created a Facebook group called Kindle Kin- Queens, yes, with sharing yes. book recommendations and join? ratings, would you join? Yes. You can't respond to us right now, but send us a message if you would and we'll create yeah. one. Yeah. I want to start a new segment that we do every week. <gasps> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> And so the news, I haven't told you about this, no, no. warning, but I'm sure you won't ha- struggle to c- 
contribute. So the segment segment that I want to start is oh God. don't bring up. your children to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the segment that I want to start is we both have to share something that is on our wish list or in our carts at the moment. It's not necessarily something that you can afford to buy or you will be buying, but what's something that's on your wish list and why? at the moment? And why? What if you want to share why you can too? Well, I've got a whole Pinterest board. Okay, this. well just just pick one thing. Are we doing it now? You can. This yep, is you tell day me. one of this the segment. This is day one of the segment. So you tell me what is one thing that is on your wish list at the moment? I really want to buy a. I hate my baby bag. Mm. Well, it's not even a baby bag anymore so I want to buy a brown suede tote from Little Lifter because when I go back to work I need just a better cool bag that I can put my laptop in great I love that for you well I'm I don't I'm not gonna be able to buy it oh okay well but that's on my wish list we need to try find you a A crowdfund yeah oh no 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 no. (laughs) we need to try find you an alternative option that no I I think I could maybe eventually buy it what's on your wish list on my wish list is actually a bit of a boring one, but this week my skincare, you know when you go through how your skincare just like all runs out at the same time? What is that? Why? I'm telling you it's a stimulation. It's so annoying. So I, I'm, I, on my wish list this week is some new, I like Dermalogica, some new moisturiser, serums, vitamin You're C's. you whole, whole. I need, I need, I need to do the full, well, I'm, it's the same routine, but I just need to. Yeah, but you need the whole I actually whole, need the whole everything thing. Everything new. Yes. So, yeah. and I need it to pretty much come tomorrow because. Kind of good that it does run out all at the same yeah. time. Because. Yeah. So in today's episode, we went into this chat to talk about finding ourselves after having a baby and I guess it really evolved as we were chatting and we were talking about finding ourselves in the messiness of motherhood and one that we did that we actually never really lost ourselves and we don't really need to find ourselves it's just more about managing like the emotions of being a mother and and juggling motherhood yeah and I think a big thing that we do talk about today is that identity shift and what how we don't necessarily lose who we were before we became mothers but we there is a shift and evolve and change and so yeah we hope you enjoy today's episode it's pretty deep and (laughs) we have some raw emotions and things in there so and I want to thank you for thank you for sharing your experience and story it's we appreciate it and, it and I'm sure it'll help people on their journeys thank finding you, themselves. And thank you for sharing yours too. I feel Pleasure. like I learned a lot. I learned a lot from, from you too. Well, enjoy the episode. Do you think that we just didn't know who we were before having kids or do you think having kids your shifts your entire identity to mm. like mum, like being a mum and then it's not really about like finding who you are because obviously we know who we are but it's about – like putting things in place mm. to get that individuality time. Like I just yeah. can't figure out like I think, what is I think the issue with me. You know who you are in a different way before yes. you become a mother. Then you become a mother and your identity shifts to being a mother. But is it that your identity shifts or is it that you no longer have time and resources to do things that you did before for you as an individual? And so that's why you feel like mm. you've lost yourself but you're actually still there? I think it's, yeah, I think the core of your identity mm. is still there when you become a mother. Yeah. It's just, it, it, has to, it has to change a bit because mm. you don't have the time and resources to mm. do the things that you were doing before. But I think that you never lose that, you never lose who you were before. Yeah. You became a mother. It's always still there. It might mm. not show itself, if that yeah. makes sense, yeah. but you're, it's still there. 
I just like I don't even know how to like put it into words. I know. I find that my like not knowing who I am Mm. at the moment comes out most in and this might sound like really superficial, but comes out most in getting dressed or like what Mm. I'm wearing Mm. because I don't I don't know what it is. I think also because like I barely have time to like get dressed and it used to be a big part of like I used to plan like what I'm gonna wear to this party and on the weekends and I love fashion and Mm. I love getting dressed and all of that. Maybe you should do what David Beckham does. Have you watched? No, I fucking keep falling asleep. So in in his he he plans out his outfits for the whole week. He has like a little rack Stop. in his room. And Maybe he, I need to do the weekly plan rather yeah, than like yeah. get what stand in my he closet said he, staring. He just, his his wardrobe was like immaculate, of course. But then he had this rack I think out and OCD, he planned. He? He, yeah, and I he had, and he had it all lined up. And I was like, and when he said that, I was like, that's actually a really good idea. That is actually because every sucks. morning I get, I look yeah. in my wardrobe and I'm Stand like, Stand there blank. Yeah. And I'm like, none of, no, I don't, I have no connection with anything in there. I have like one or two pair of pants and one or two tops where I'm like, yes, I vibe that. Yeah. But most stuff I'm like, this is just. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to put it together. But it's yeah. not even like, I don't know how to put it together. But I have this whole thing where I'm like, I don't want to look like a slob mum. Mm. I think because I feel like I'm a slobby mom like i'm just it's so easy to just wear no but that's how i feel you feel like that like i feel like i'm like oh i can't like get on top of my life at the moment and so then when i'm looking at all the clothes i'm trying so hard to not dress how i feel Mm, yeah but yet i I need to be comfortable and i need to be like chasing after my kid at the park sometimes i think actually making a conscious effort to like I I don't wear exercise clothes all the time. Yeah, I've done. I that actually now. I think COVID kind of fucked us a little bit too. Yeah. yeah, but I think if I put on like normal pants, you're and at, normal just, I just realized I'm like, oh my god, I'm still yeah, in but, my Pilates. Stuff. Yeah, but you're also in like nice Pilates. Stuff. No, but it's I think it's still the mental thing. Yeah, that I'm yeah. In I feel I feel like a different person if I like put some makeup on and brush yes, my hair same, and like same. do my skin routine. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll go into yeah, it because I, I feel like this is like the crux of the episode. I but that's what I mean. Like I really feel that my identity, like my not knowing of my identity, mm. shows itself the most in getting dressed. I don't know why. Yeah, that is. is this your perception of how? Is this about how you feel in yourself, or is this? what you're are you thinking about what other people it's are both. thinking looking at you it's both mm. it's how i talk to myself Your like perception. if i'm not getting dressed and gr- like even it's mm. not even getting dressed it's like grooming myself like yeah. there is something positive or i don't even know like it's even like when you see a therapist mm. and you're like i'm depressed mm. and they say mm. okay this is what you're gonna like these are the actions you're gonna take we can talk and talk and talk about why you feel depressed and you can go on medication all of these things mm. but like the first things you need to change is get up in the morning brush your hair, brush your teeth, put makeup on and get yep. into an outfit, whatever that outfit might be. Yeah. It's like making your bed in the morning. You start with those steps first because that's a level the base, of self-care. That's the basis. Yeah, and mm. then you can start to think about all of the other things. Mm. But if you're like lying in bed all day or in your pyjamas or mm. not putting effort into yourself or grooming yourself mm. in some kind of way that feels good for you, then like you're never going to feel better. But So I think it's that, that it's how I'm like judging myself if mm. I'm not putting the effort in. I like beat myself up if I haven't found the time or or I've like, you know, the whole day's passed me by and I've done all this stuff for the kids and then I haven't gotten dressed and then you haven't on done top anything of that, for you. You haven't done anything yeah. for me and then I feel like why why am I not prioritizing this or finding the time mm. to do this? And then the secondary version of that is if I'm leaving the house, then it's like what are others looking at me and thinking yeah. like, oh, this mum is like chaotic yeah. and not put together. Or then it's the opposite where if I have made the effort to get dressed 
then it's like, oh, is what I'm wearing sending the message that I'm a teen mum, which yeah, is that thing yeah, that we spoke about. Yeah. So I'm like, are they looking at me and thinking that I'm 16? Yeah. Because I'm wearing shorts that are really short and mm. I shouldn't be wearing this because a, a I'm a mum of two. A lot of it's internalised though. So yes. it's actually no one else's it, – it's it's all about what you're perceiving yes. other people to think of you. Yeah, and also then how them. you feel yes. within yourself. Yeah. Um, it's like two-prong. I'm worrying about – like how I feel about myself mm. and then I'm worrying about what others might think about me. But ultimately what you're saying is it's just all about it's how all, I'm feeling about myself. It's actually you and you, yeah. It's Great. all you. It's all you. Great. So I'm, it's <laughs> so all my fault. No. no, you're not. You're not. Well, that, no, um, that's interesting. That's like a revelation for me, yeah, I think. Good. Just now. It's, it's, it's all internalised. Great. So yeah. I'm the one that's fucked. I, I, and also just another thing. I never would look at you and think, oh, she doesn't look – not that you need to look put together, but you always look – like you're not dressed, like I've rolled out of bed. No, you always look yeah. like you're dressed nicely and it's so you're presentable. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and you look cl- you look clean. Yeah. Like yeah. you never look like you haven't had a shower. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, well that's good. To know. Yeah, yeah. Isn't um, that weird? That's so weird. Anyway, yeah. So when you become a mother or fall pregnant, there is a massive change in your sense of identity and this is not necessarily – you don't lose your identity from Mm. when you were pre-motherhood. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I guess it it changes or evolves. Yeah. Um, And your identity is is defined by so many different things, whether Mm. it be like your relationships, your friendships, your Mm. work, Mm. um, what you value. And I think all those things – they, they all shift and change when you become a mother. Yeah, like the relationships change, the time, like where you're yeah. spending your time, you might be out of work, your lifestyle completely changes, like where, where you're going, what you're doing, what you're spending your time doing completely yeah. changes. Yeah. So then therefore but you're core, like, who am I? But your core values essentially stay the yes. same. You are still deep down, your identity is, you're still who you are in terms of what you value. I feel like your core values stay the same, but for me, I felt... I got a new core value mm, what or was maybe that? and it took precedent over another one. Yeah. Like I used to have a core value that I loved being social, like mm. very extroverted. I loved going out. Like not, It's not about my core value wasn't partying, mm. but I loved prioritising time with friends and going out and having mm. like a wine with dinner and or, you know, being yeah. out of the house and like being very social in that kind of respect. But then when I had my kid, the, the core value was I would rather oh, – but, but now I'm, like, having this full realisation as I'm saying this, like, maybe I'm – maybe this isn't true. Maybe this is what my whole issue has been. But basically what I'm trying to say is so, one of my core values used to be, like, being very social, social hosting yeah. people, like, having friends over, spending time with friends. Yeah. And then since I've had kids, it feels like that is – much lower down on my value list yeah. and I would rather like invest time in with my kids or like be at home and homemaking yeah. and like making them feel comfortable and like spending time with them yeah but actually I'm just like honestly having this realization now as we're talking this about moment. this in this legit moment that I I think out of um maybe that value like became a bigger thing because I just was like trying to cherish the time that I had mm. and I was like a little bit nervous to maybe be out of the house or so things became like a lot harder to be social yeah in the way that I was used to so then I kind of flipped it on its head and said yeah I actually just prefer like not being that social mm. even though you actually still do prefer yeah you're even, not prefer but yeah. you still 
that's still important too. It's yeah, is it being is. Social and I feel like that's part of like what I've lost mm. since having kids. And to be honest, I think COVID really has played a massive part totally. in it. I'm, I've been working from home for three years. Mm. I've never gone back into the office mm. um, because of like maternity leaves here and there and then COVID. Um, and so I've basically, I have actually basically lost like, unless I'm forcing myself to do it, all regular programming social yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, in recent days, like literally since I've had Murphy, mm. I've been much more pushing myself. Dan has also been like pushing me mm. to go and like spend time to with be friends social. or like make plans socially, yeah, have yeah. friends come and over. I think um, – planning to do things without your children as well. So, yes. for example, I have something on this weekend and I said to Luke, like I could have taken Posey yeah. and Why I said can to Luke, can, can you actually, yeah. can you have her on the weekend? Well, maybe so that's that what it is, my that own. my core value but is I actually, individual socialising. I actually think you're really good at that. You're really leaving good. Leaving the kids? Yeah, um, or like, bringing the kids? It, not uh, oh. <laughs> leaving, leaving them. So, uh, really? like, so, yeah. Maybe maybe you don't pick it up on it as much, but like even pre when I was still mm. pregnant or like say we were going to the beach with our friends, mm. you would some and when you just had one when you just mm. had Sloan, you would still come to the beach on your own just for an hour just to get out of the like and then Did I? yeah oh God, I feel like I have had a lobotomy yeah <laughs> maybe I'm maybe and I'm I always so admired that about you that you done. that you would. Not Please. feel like you have to have your baby with you at all, all your time. children with you at all the time. Like it's okay to take an yeah. hour for yourself. Why do I have – you know what I'm just like really thinking at the moment? Mm. Uh, maybe I'm like underestimating the fact that I'm eight months postpartum and I'm full-blown in the trenches and yeah. I've forgotten that I was like that with yeah. Swan. Yeah. And I'm like be- – I've been beating myself up just being like, why am I so chaotic at the moment? And I feel like I'm never away from the kid, but I'm breastfeeding. Because mm. I feel like maybe I've just forgotten that – I'm in the first year of a second child's you can't, life. You, yeah, you can't be hard on yourself. And yeah. a big part of that identity shift and change in the postpartum period is having realistic expectations for yourself. Yeah, which and, I feel like I've not had this time because my expectation is, oh, I've done this once before. I should just be finding this really easy because I've I've got a kid already. Yeah. Like why why am but, I finding but, but this you hard? Do, but you, know, you don't – yes, you've done it before, but you also now have a toddler – and a baby, yeah. One and to you're two trying, is fucked, and you're I trying think. to find yourself in all of this as well, and mm. still maintain who you are outside of motherhood. So it's a massive change, and yes. yeah, yeah. I think a big part of it is not not putting too much pressure on yourself to do too much and to do everything. Like the, mm. not saying True. just you individually, yeah, just in general, anyone, yeah. Mm. Because the change that happens going from having zero to one kids or one to two or two to three, however mm. many it is. like Five to seven. Yeah. <laughs> Ten to twelve. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> Love that movie. Um, but that that change, every, every, every child you add on is a whole other human. And so your life is changing dramatically and you change dramatically in that time as well. Yeah, I, I really – I think I said this to someone. Like I found the identity shift when I first had Murphy mm. – going from one kid to two kids, mm. the identity shift, again, probably external stuff that I'm mm. internalising, being like, oh, being a one of mum is, like, cute and young and yeah. fresh. And then being a mum of two, I was like, oh, like, I'm a full legit mum now. chaos. Like, well, no, but I was like, oh, this is a full legit mum. Like, I can't just be like, yeah. oh, I've only got one. Yeah. yeah I just, one like, one is one. just feels cute. I mean, I've had – yeah, and it feels s- simple. 
Yes. And I, yeah, for me, I had a really smooth transition into motherhood. Yeah. And definitely feel the the change and the shift in, mm. in myself. But like, I'm, I, f- I think the biggest thing is I embraced it. I'm like, this is, this is, I wanted this and this is yeah. who I am. So you're saying you didn't have an identity shift? I, d- I, d- I definitely had an identity mm. shift, but I think I was, I was mentally ready for it. I, yeah. I went into motherhood so ready. Mm. I mean, as ready as you can mm. be. I think I was, I felt ready mentally um, and, and you wanted then, it. That yeah, and I wanted wanting, it. Yes. And so, I, so the identity shift, whilst it was definitely dramatic, yeah. Um, because I was because I felt ready for it, I I never felt like I was losing a part of my old self or yeah. Because maybe you transitioned before she even arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. See what you mean. And then I think I've also tried to, as as a mother. I've tried to maintain parts of. I feel like you're really good at that. Do you? Yeah, I yeah. I know. I feel like I've, I've, I feel like I've tried to maintain parts of me, or also mm. to to find myself outside of being a mother. Yes, yeah. But then, at the same time, I still feel like I'm trying to work out who I am. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. Yeah. Oh, and really that's are. why the podcast. This is the. Yeah, this, yeah, is, the this is part of it. Yeah. When you became a mother. Yes. What what do you think changed most for you (laughs) my relationship with Dan Mm. I think I talk about this a lot I think going from zero kids to one kid Mm. the being becoming a parent was the easiest thing Mm. to me Mm. like I found no issues like learning how to raise the baby knowing what to do like sleep schedules food like it came naturally that just felt like second nature like Mm. I never even had to learn it um, of course, there was a little bit of a learning curve, but I just felt completely normal. But the biggest challenge, and I, it still continues to be a challenge, mm. is how it shifted Dan and I's relationship. So mm. before we had kids, like we both, I, I mentioned this to you, we both worked in corporate mm. jobs. Well, we still do both work in corporate jobs. And that was our lives. Mm. Like we lived for work. We loved it. That was our common interest. We would always talk about it mm. at home and like learn from each other from our jobs and mm. share what we learned and skills and, you know, like what we were working on and would talk to each other about different strategies mm. and stuff like that. And then when um, we had Sloan, obviously I was on maternity leave mm. and then – I kind of put the same level of effort that I was putting into my career into becoming a parent mm. and being a mother, but obviously Dan was working, so he yeah. he couldn't at the time. And it was – I couldn't understand, like, how can you not realise that, like, mm. we're in this mode now, we've got mm. parents, like, we have to sacrifice things. And I was willing to sacrifice absolutely everything, which I think is not a positive thing. Mm. Like, yeah. in hindsight – I sacrificed absolutely everything in my yeah. life and built up resentment towards Dan. Like, how can you, you know, just go to golf and you get to do all of these things, yet I don't have anything that I'm doing anymore. And this was like a good year and a half of mm. me feeling this way and having resentments. And I kind of had this epiphany one day when Sloan, like just after Sloan turned one, where I just realised like, okay, I don't have any of the things that I used to do. I'm not doing no. anything in my life. And the only person that, that has made me give them up is me. Yeah, that... that um, shift in our relationship mm. and it's still continue continuing to change and we're three mm. years in and another child in of trying to find the balance in our relationship and how we both as a team 
And I want to preface this by saying also that like Dan is an amazing, um, he's great, leaned in father. Mm. Like mm. he does so much for the girl. So that's probably been the biggest change mm. um, since having for our relationship. Yeah. Like actually, that would be the number one thing change that's happened since you. we've had a baby. Yeah, is the change to our relationship and how we manage everything together. Mm. But then yeah, the second change has been just trying to figure out who I am. And I think we'll probably get into this later mm. in the episode. I always thought forever mm. that when I have like everything will be solved in terms of how I feel about myself or yeah. my identity will become what yes. it's going to be when I have a baby. That will, yeah. that will be the pinnacle and actually it has been the biggest amazing thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. But at the same time I've gone, oh, shit, I still – don't know who I am yeah like yeah, who like actually who, who am, am I, I? now yeah. that I've got these kids like yeah. it's even harder to figure that out yeah anyway, tell me I want to know about yours oh you want to know about mine um what, what's the biggest change for me yes um the biggest change for me probably isn't so much like in the relationship side of things is probably more so the mental load of trying to find the balance with everything mm. um I already just my personality type is to be the organizer and take You're a type on. A. To, I'm a type We're A. We're both type A. Yeah, and trying to trying to like have all my ducks in a row and mm-hmm. and ha- have my week planned out and know what I'm doing in a year's time. And so for me, a, a big a big thing is I already before having children or a child, um, I already I took on all of that mm-hmm. whether I did or I needed to or not. Yeah, I that's just my role within our family. And I'm by my between family, you and Luke. between Luke and I, <laughs> my family um, of one and <laughs> <me> two, and, <laughs> and then I think going into motherhood, it added one million other different things yes. into that mental load, which I carry, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm definitely not amazing at it yet, um, but I'm definitely trying to get better at um, delegating. De- yeah, delegating mm. and. And not holding all of those tasks for myself. Like just because I might be the right person to do it or I might be better at it doesn't necessarily mean that I need to be the one that mm. organises daycare and goes to the tours and packs lunch and who choose, who, who buys the sleeping bags and is, is it safe? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Yes. Like the, all, it's the thought. It's the mental load power. It's y- like all of the thought processes that go into the, the decision. Yeah. It's not just the decision. Yeah. yeah. And I think – as a mother, I hold on to all those things and perhaps don't voice it enough and will write it down. And so I end up just carrying it because it's just easier. Whereas really mm. what I, if I get better at talking about it and saying, hey, can you take this? Because I don't want to feel like a nag. That's another mm. thing. Mm. I feel like a nag if I'm like saying to Luke, oh, can you, can you pack her bag before we go out? Or can you? This is what the, the fair playbook goes into mm. is that women sometimes for multiple different reasons Mm. just we are the ones that are like planning like conceptualizing planning Mm, and then sometimes the part the other partner is just executing on that Mm. and so in this book it talks about how both of you need to be conceptualizing and planning and having that foresight that oh it's kindy tomorrow someone needs to pack the bag yeah whoever owns that task card or owns that Mm. mental load piece has to have the foresight to go, oh, it's kindy tomorrow, I need to pack the bag mm. when everything that goes in the bag. Yeah, the other thing that people don't talk about enough in the identity shift is the, like, physical appearance. Mm. The way your body changes. Mm. The way your body changes or your hair falls out. Like, yeah. as you know, my entire head of hair. Horns. Yes, but my entire head of hair mm. fell out with Sloan, like, because I was so deficient in so many different mm. things. That I lost every – I got a pixie cut. Yeah. Legit. I'm not even kidding. Because I found the, the photos. Head. Look at these photos. I found them today. I was like, why did anyone let me walk around like this? 
was so embarrassing. Sorry. <laughs> That's when they cut off everything anyway. I like so it. I, I found – so before I had a baby, it took me a lot of, a lot of work to – build my body confidence mm-hmm. but my something changed in me when I had a baby when I grew posy in my belly and I looked mm. down and I just I ha- have this newfound appreciation for my body mm. and I even now postpartum I mean I'm like 15 months postpartum so mm. I'm like am I still postpartum yes sure. I feel like you're postpartum forever. forever yeah it's forever never ending my my body image is so much more positive because I I just just appreciate myself so – I appreciate my body. I appreciate what it's grown. I appreciate that it's fed my baby. I definitely still don't have 100% Mm. positive body image, but I love myself so much more. That's so good. Because of – yeah. My whole thing in terms of, um, like, loving yourself was about my personality. Mm. So, like, I always thought – oh, I like talk too much, I'm too over the top, I'm too opinionated. I'm too extroverted. Um, yeah, I'm too extroverted, mm. I'm too loud, I say what I think, that's mm. wrong. Do you think that changed when you became a mother? Yes, because – and like, and I'm too sensitive and like mm. I have these big emotions and I'm mm. too dramatic like in situations I feel like I'm going to cry. But mm. then like Aww. when I had Sloan, like sh- she is like exactly like me mm. and I see like so much of myself in her personality and I'm like now I feel like more angry that like people said those things to me because I'm like I would never say that and you would never want her to feel that way I would never want her to feel that way and then I just think like she she's like so sensitive um and and anxious and Mm. all these things and like so strong-willed and has like all of these opinions and I love that about her. It's yeah. fucking hard to parent her. Like, oh my god, it's so hard to parent her because <laughs> like while, my poor mum. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know. And it's so hard to parent her because I'm like, I'm. It's like healing parts of me being like, there's nothing wrong with her. Like, and also thinking, how do I like coach her to be like a nice and also, but to to love those parts yeah, of her. Yes, because I, I you, love. Th- you're yes. now looking at her. Loving in them. the lens of oh my god like I love that you're opinionated and I love yes. that you're strong-willed yes. these are things that you were that you felt like you were had wrong. to shut down and yes. that you felt wrong now yes. you can see them in her and you see how yes. beautiful they are yes. so you want to support her to flourish and be like embrace yes. that and be you yes and yes. don't ever let anyone question yeah those parts of you exactly or don't don't ever like and of course there'll probably be times in her life where she does am of I too course. opinionated am yes. I too loud yes. am I too strong like yes but you're that hopefully like, I'm the one there being like no. The realization that yes. you have now is that like you can see those parts in her, you can support her. Yeah, um, and that's a gr- and that's growth for you as well. Yes. Like yeah, that's so that's really beautiful. Yeah, so it wasn't like body stuff, it was more like personality, personality stuff that I yeah. feel like has has been like a big a big thing mm. for me. Oh, that's Since, so, that's yeah. really beautiful. How weird is it? But yeah, it's but like, also it makes me sad that that you would ever felt like that that those parts of you you needed to shut down or yeah. that you that well, you and couldn't I, and have the an fucked opinion. thing is I never could and it mm. was so frustrating to me mm. I was like I, like I used to say to Diddy all the time too like oh I just wish I was shy I just like I oh. really just wish I was shy because I couldn't like I was trying so hard <laughs> to be somebody that you were yes to shut yeah. it down and then I'd be like Oh my god! I, yeah. I was I was out there again. Like yeah. I was, you know, extroverted just again. Like yourself. I just want to be you shy. Wanna, yeah. yeah. But rather than, do you? What do you think now? How do you feel? Do you feel like you embrace those parts of you now? Um, 
yes, I still definitely definitely have moments. Mm. And having children, but like, and becoming a mother, yeah, well, seeing you has actually like, been oh like God, that's yeah. been a shift in how you feel about yes. that those aspects of you. Mm. Um, I love your personality. <laughs> I like it. I admire you. <laughs> and also, I admire that you're that you have opinions and that you feel strong enough to voice your opinion. Yeah. And like, you don't just sit back and mm. let shit go. That's like. You know. Well, it's just so hard in this day and age yeah. too, right? Because like if you have an opinion, like you're going to get bloody cancelled. But like we yeah, need to I have – I'm very passionate about like we should be able to have – Why are we not allowed to voice discussions about how – Yeah, like mm. let's not like be disgusting people. No, and we're not – We're not. You're, you should we're not be able to rude. have open dialogue. We're not yes. mean. We're not racist. We're not – none of those things. But we're allowed – why are we not allowed to have Constructive conversations. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh. I love what you bring to the table, Lily. <laughs> When you think about all like the things that we've talked about mm. so far, they highlight how we've changed since becoming mothers. Yeah, fully. Like we are, of course, we're still those parts that we were before, mm. but we are different. Maybe it's made us more confident. Yeah. Weirdly, it's somehow made you more confident. Well, I think about us two, like, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought I'm going to put a, I'm going to speak on a podcast. No, no, that. I would have been out there. deeply insecure about yeah, it. Yeah, and I would have, and I would have thought that I would have worried too much about the opinions of other people or that people Same. will think I'm a loser. People will not like <laughs> But that's projection. Don't yeah, you think know, like now that you I think know. about it? And this is about us though now. I think I mean yes. not, this is about us. No, like, but the more the more but, we but, do this, the more we realise that this is this whole thing mm, is for us. Mm, to, for us and, to have these and, conversations. And to hopefully be able to help other people. Yes. It feels um, like therapy sessions yeah, sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because you just like have yeah. all these realisations. I know. You're like, oh, wow. Maybe this is our free therapy that we were advocating mm. for last episode. Please. We need a, we need a therapist. No, this is <laughs> no, it. This it. Is, you are my therapist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, should we talk about some of the things that we have found to be helpful for us Mm. in I guess working out who we are if yes. we know who we are yeah which we, well, I think we've concluded flash, we I don't. don't let's talk about some of the things that we've done to help us have an identity outside of mo- being mothers mm-hmm. prefacing that we don't know we don't know who we yeah, are I'm just looking at Emily with a weird face because why well I'm just I don't know I haven't found myself no. after becoming a mother. I yeah. don't know what but that do we means. Ever? And will we ever? Well, I don't know. We might not. Yeah, I don't know. I, do, I, I, I still feel like what the hell is going on? Yeah. Who am I? And so basically the only things that I'm doing to try and help me cope mm. is take time for myself, like yeah. get my cup filled up by spending time with mm. friends, exercising to get the blood pumping through my mm. brain so that I don't fall into a slump and like eating well actually that's one of the biggest things I've done this time around postpartum mm. is prioritizing eating Good like food. high protein and like yeah. actually eating food you have to have some element of focus on you whether that be yes, for which five feels minutes so counterintuitive I know, I know. Yeah. one of the things that I found to be really helpful for me mm-hmm. um and obviously I'm I have one child so I'm only going off one child's wake time but um waking up before Posey gets up in the morning I need is I need to hear this Emily life-saving. so many people have been saying this to me like get up and get organized Do something I'm before the day such... I know okay, it, okay, but tell it's me, even tell me, tell me. so it's not even just about getting up and getting organized for your day so so, so Posey typically will wake up between somewhere between 6.30 and 7. So mm-hmm. I now put my alarm on somewhere between 5.30 and 6. Yeah. And that means I can get up. I have a bit of time to like wash my face, do my skincare routine, yeah. Yeah. brush my hair, get dressed, make the bed. And then 
make a coffee and sit and have a coffee like in silence what, yeah in silence and it's honestly did you start doing this only after posy uh, or were you were yeah, you an early riser before I, I was always before posy i used to wake up but somewhere between six and seven okay, which you like yeah. typically isn't no really no no early. that's fine but I'll it's, allow it's, it. Yeah. <laughs> Tick. Okay. I know. So some people, for some people, early is like 4 a.m. No, absolutely not. No, that's, that's the middle of the me. night. Yeah. No. Anything before five, if it has a four in front of it, I think should be illegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but just having, even if it's five or 10 minutes that I get to sit down and drink my coffee mm. before she gets up, it just, it just sets changes. It sets right. me up for the day. Yeah. See, I, I think I need to do this and I keep saying, it's been like weeks of me saying I am going to do it and then mm. I'm not, but I, I'm taking baby steps. What yeah. I've recently done is like the kids will get up because Murphy wakes up at like mm. 5.30. It's so annoying. And she wants to immediately be fed. So basically I'm like peeling my eyes open and feeding her. But then once I'm done feeding her, mm. I give her to Dan, Sloan's still asleep. And I will go and get dressed. Yes. And then try and do the skincare. Yes. I need to put my contact lenses in because yeah. I can't fucking see. <laughs> Lately, since I've been back at work, Luke's been making me the coffee. So he'll just be like, oh, oh your coffee's there. And I'm like, you <gasps> are the best. It's honestly so nice. Okay, so I, I need to take a leave. sitting there waiting for See, me. you're good at this stuff. You're good at prioritising moments of time for you. Because I think in like postpartum motherhood, you know, mm. figuring out who you are, a lot of the things feel like massive things that you need to do. Like no. I need to get back into exercising or I need to like do these huge things. But actually yeah. it's a culmination of all of these little totally. things and you're good at that. Thank I'm you. Not good but at see, I'm not things. necessarily good at all the big things. Like, so I, I, for me, I love Pilates. I did it all through my, I did it mm. literally until the day I gave birth. Yes. And then postpartum was the first thing Gone. I got back. I, I did oh. it early on. And yeah. then sort of since I've, I don't know, the time's just gone on and it mm. sort of just fell to the bottom of my priority list, but it makes me feel really good. Mm. So I feel like I've mastered the little things, mm. but I haven't mastered the big things. And I think the big things for me still make a difference in terms of how I feel about myself. Yes. Like I feel better when I feel stronger and I feel when I go to Pilates, I've been out of step away from my home and yes. like out of my environment yeah, where I can see all yeah, the shit yeah. everywhere. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> Um, Dan's always like, why don't you just do a workout like in the lounge room when the kids are asleep or in the yeah. garage? I'm like, because if I'm at home. Th- they are there. They yeah, are at my feet. Yeah. That's well, no, but not even that. Like even if they're in bed, mm. if I'm at home, like my brain, I, I go to exercise yeah. so that my brain leaves the home. Yes. But if I'm at home, I will just lie and like look mm. at the ceiling and go, I should have This is the same when, when Posey was little. I would go to Mums and Bubs Pilates, which yes. I loved. I used to go with two so, of my really Where's the good dads and bubs? That's yeah. what I want to say. Where's dads? <laughs> and bubs golf it's bs guys <laughs> they need golf carts with like little um, they honestly should why why do i have to ta- anyway so but so at first i was taking it and i would go with my friends and it was a social thing but then i started to go sometimes on my own with posy without my friends the first time i went on my own and she just cried the entire class and i'm like why am I even here? I've mm. just paid $30 for mm. a class and my kid has just cried the entire time. And my mom was like to me, don't take, like, don't take her. Yeah. You, like, I'll take and her. If it's that's the hour. only option you've got, take it. Take, take your course. kid. Absolutely take but, your kid. But, but if you have the I'm option. I'm really lucky that I have my mum close by. Yeah. And she's like, I'll take her. And I never, I took Posey to that one. And never again. Reformer. I never took her back because oh, I was like, I you, you are not built for a reformer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not doing your standing leg splits <sighs> good enough. One of the other things that I found is, and we and Luke were talking about this last night, and he's like, I think you you appreciate the small things in your day-to-day, not necessarily thinking about all like going to Pilates or like Mm. having that time for yourself, 
but actually just sort of accepting that this is this is the stage of life you're in. See, I, I haven't done this. This and is my whole you, problem. You I'm, to, I'm not in the acceptance stage. Mm, I'm resisting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So the things, I guess, all in all, the things that have helped us in the postpartum period to identify who we are outside of mothers is a bit of self-care, a, bit, a, bit of, a few gifts, a bit of time for ourselves. Yes. Um, the alone. little things, appreciating the little things and taking time. The other thing I think that's really important is support, having a good support network mm-hmm. in that postpartum period and beyond. Yes. Um, and I think that's made a difference. Like we're quite fortunate that we live close to our families. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great group of friend, friends. Yes. And that definitely impacts your transition into motherhood and being able to either hold on to those little parts of you from before you became a mother mm-hmm. or being able to discover the new parts of you. And I feel like the friends things is a big one. Like you mm. need to be able to have honest and frank conversations with friends mm. that have kids and friends that don't have kids. I think one of the things that stood out to me that a friend of ours mm. said to me was that she really appreciated my honesty mm. about the impact having a child had on mine and Dan's relationship. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily well, people don't talk, talk about, about that. Yeah. But I said it's normal mm. to hate your husband after having mm. kids. People don't want to hear that no. sometimes, but it but is it's normal. it's not all like you have the baby and you're and in this bubble and it's and all perfect. And you might perfect. be, but yeah. it is, if you're not, if you're like, this is so hard, you don't get it, partner. Mm. Oh, my God, I hate you. Like that's why there's literally a book called How to Not Hate Your Husband After Having Kids. <laughs> yeah. like, and it's a really good book actually. Um but it's a that's a real thing. So mm. being able to or saying, you know, I actually haven't really enjoyed being a mother, mm. like in the first, you know, or whenever. Yeah. Like being, I did not being, enjoy being a mother. But being to a able te- to voice that and not be being able to voice that and feel normal, I think and, is really and feel important. supported and supported and not judged. Imagine if you imagine if you said that and then your friend was like, "What the hell? Like yes. that's so wrong. You should not say that about your mm. partner, whatever it is." Yeah, like, exactly. Like then you'd feel really unsupported. Yes, you need you need to be able to have the mm. honest conversations about how you're feeling, and and have people be there to support you, and maybe say, mm. "Hey, like yeah, I've I've noticed that you've been feeling this way for a while. Like, have you thought about mm. maybe going and talking to someone, or, or it might be a little bit of postnatal anxiety yeah. or depression, yeah. or but normalizing or like that. that it's or maybe not it's just also just, just normal. Yes, normalizing that. There are really tough parts of motherhood. There are really tough parts so of the transition. Hard. There are tough parts of trying to work out who you are and and there are tough parts in like embracing the yes. the new life that you I'm still I'm 3 years in with yeah. another child and I'm still yeah. res- resisting parts of the new life. Yeah, I'm still in a battle with it. Yeah. And and that's normal. Yeah. Absolutely normal. From a day-to-day perspective, it's important to have things that you can do at the end of the de- end of the day or any time in your day to reduce stress and... You know what mine is? What? A, honest to God, a 30-minute hot shower. Oh, love that. That is, I think that is my... Do you just stand there and sort of like lean against the wall? Yep, and just think about my life mm. choices, mm. stare at the wall, like what am I doing? Sometimes um, I take my phone in and I would just watch a YouTube video of like <laughs> architectural digest... Um, house tours. It's probably not healthy, but I, no, I do. The other day like, you were voice noting me in yeah, the shower voice and I couldn't even hear what you were saying because <laughs> it was just like... Honestly, guys, I highly way. recommend it. No, don't do it. The, the phones, Why? they're not waterproof. I don't they're not, care. I do. They, I, so I'm not holding it into I the do, shower. I have a little ledge and I just put it on the yeah, ledge. Nah. No, no, I do. No, I do. The, other, the other day I was doing it 
And I did it once and then I got like, Luke was like, what the hell? Why would you do that? And it fell on the floor. Have you seen my ledge? It's not going to fall anywhere. I haven't seen your ledge. Come on, we'll go have a little tour of the ledge after. But honestly, that's my coping strategy after Mm. a long day. That's how I decompress. So obviously in today's conversations, we have talked a lot about mental health and we just want to acknowledge that the postpartum period can be a really hard time. So if you are wanting to seek further support, um, we encourage you to contact Panda's National Perinatal Mental Health Helpline on 1300 726 306. We hope that today's conversation has, I guess, sparked a little bit of thought for you around those thoughts and feelings and, and emotions that you can have around the change that comes with moving into motherhood it's a really big transition time and maybe just validate it as well that yeah. whatever you're feeling is normal like yeah. don't feel alone and if you're feeling less than perfect or negative emotions that that's totally normal that's and fine normal. you don't need to and we've we've came into this episode to talk about finding yourself as a mother and finding yourself after having a baby. But one of the biggest things that's come out of our conversation is that we don't, it's we a never-ending journey <laughs> and we, we haven't actually found ourselves. We're still working through that as both mothers and as all the other Everything roles else that, that goes, we take yeah. on in life. So it's okay if you don't know who you are at this stage of your life. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Suddenly 30. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at suddenly30pod to stay up to date with behind the scenes, what we've been up to and future episodes. We'll We'll see see you you next week. week.